everyone, and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined as always by Dakota Lasky. Dak, what's going on, man? What's well, good, my guy? Uh, not too much, not too much. I have my second vaccination coming up in two short weekends, so I'm very much looking forward to that. And uh, I think I'm going to see my mom just before that for her birthday and Mother's Day this coming weekend. So looking forward to that. And yeah, otherwise, just kind of vibing. I won a Smash tournament recently. There was like 12 people in it, but don't care. It's a dub. We take those. Went all Ridley. And uh, I think I top eighted a one out of like 33 or 34 people. That was pretty good. I got like fourth. Uh, I had some pizza. Been getting a lot of pizza lately. Been getting really lazy. Haven't been cooking. <laughs> Uh, you know, just a lot of Uber Eats. I, I've been good about cooking and not ordering delivery for the majority of quarantine. And then like in the past month or two, I like, like on the outset, I've just been getting super lazy, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my world lately, man. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad. Yeah. And, and doom, uh, we're lucky to have doom with us today. I'm going to get to you in just a sec here, but I got to circle back to something you just said, you know, mother's day was this last weekend, right? No, I know, but her birthday is this weekend, so, you know, I'm doing... I see, kinda, so you're doing, like, a two-for-one two, kind of deal? Two-for-one, yeah, you know, I'm in New York, she's in you. Connecticut, so gonna see her just, be, you know, get both done, um, see her this weekend, and then I'll be getting my vaccination the following weekend, in which case I won't, you know, want to be up, oh, <laughs> up at home. <laughs> God, I'm still, like, three months away, boys. Um, but I'm doing good, and uh, nothing really special to report on my end, but we do have a special guest on this show, making his return to the Omega Metroid podcast, Duminal Crossing, a.k.a. the man known as Reese. What's going on, man? How are you? Ooh, he's back just in time for Challenger Pack 10. Yeah. <laughs> Rise and shine up and early. Just kidding. It's almost 5 o'clock p.m. But yeah, it's great to be back. Love being here. I get my vaccine, uh, my second vaccine, next week. So, nice. uh, super hyped about that. The Moderna gang, all together. Yeah, I was going to ask. Omega Moderna. Yeah, Moderna <laughs> yeah. gang. Yeah. Moderna man. Uh, you know what? I, I forgot. You're in uh, you're in California, aren't you, Doom? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm all over the place. I thought you were the same time zone as Dak. And, uh, you know, we're, we're all of us. We're in different time zones across the, uh, the continent here. So, I was, I was getting a little bit mixed up. Um, good to have you back on the show, though. Of course, anybody listening to this uh, that is a part of the Omega Metroid Discord server knows that Doom is uh, is a frequent presence there, usually throwing up some pretty good takes and some pretty interesting stuff there. So thanks for coming on with us today, and on such short notice. Yeah, you know, not a problem. You know, not much going on these days. Not like I'm leaving the house much. And so, you know, thought like, hey, you guys need my help. I'll be more than happy to oblige. Yeah, I know, it's not, uh, you know what, it's funny because, like, I feel like I never leave the house to do anything, but I still don't have time to do the things I want to do, like play video games. I'm, I've been playing the next Inspired by Metroid video game for, like, at least three weeks now, and I'm maybe halfway through, and it's because it's on my PlayStation downstairs, and for whatever reason, my dog has, uh, developed an aversion to going downstairs, so... I'm trying. We're gonna try and bang that one out in the next uh, couple weeks here. But yeah, it's funny how that works. Yeah, actually, I think that might be a great way to get us all started. Like, what games have you guys been playing recently? Obviously, don't spoil the next Inspired by Metroid game. But that aside, like, what else have you guys been playing recently? I oh. I can take a guess at what you've been playing, Dak. A little little Smash, a little Valorant. Yeah, well, uh, obviously, I've been playing Smash. I actually only played Smash in tournament 
mostly these days. Uh, I don't play like Elite Smash really, and obviously I haven't really been playing much offline Smash because it's not much of that to go around. So I really only played in like <laughs> Wi-Fi tournaments. But then yeah, I play a bunch. I actually play more Halo. Play a lot of Halo Three, um, some Valorant. Yeah. Um, what else? I, I I like to go into like random public uh, Among Us lobbies. Oh, I play a lot of. I've been playing a lot of Age of Empires Two. Age of Empires Two, really good. But yeah, it's been a lot of Halo, a lot of Smash, a lot of Valorant, stuff like that. You know, kind of waiting for Halo Infinite to come out, maybe Metroid Prime 4. Uh, but, but I'm looking at my Steam right now. I've been playing some Risk, some Fall Guys, City Skylines, enjoying that. Uh, and then Golf with Your Friends, really goaded game. I even also tried out the new No Man's Sky update, that's been pretty fun. And then Dragon Ball Fighters has three uh, uh, GT characters in it now, I think, or is about to, so I can have my full Dragon Ball GT team in that. So I would say that sums up all the games I've been playing recently. I also got Killer Instinct because it has Arbiter in it from Halo, and that's really fun. I really recommend that game. So, yeah, that's what I've been playing. I can't even play two games at the same time. Holy. (laughs) Uh, yeah, Dude, I I picked up... Somebody was selling um, a new copy of new Pokemon Snap, and they were selling it for... 60 bucks instead of 80 bucks because that's how much games cost up in canada so i was yeah, like you know what right. yeah I'm, I'm gonna buy this i'm gonna buy this game so i bought pokemon snap but actually i haven't opened it yet because i am committed to finishing both this inspired by metroid game that i'm playing very slowly but also like i think about three years ago maybe i bought the last phoenix Wright uh spirit of justice game and I was like, I, I actually bought Dual Destinies and Spirit of Justice at the same time. And I beat Dual Destiny and I was like, I'll, I'll play Spirit of Justice later. And so there is a new Phoenix, not a Phoenix Wright game, but a new Ace Attorney game coming out in the summer, which I'm very excited about. So I was like, you know what? Now is the time to finally go and play Spirit of Justice. So I've been working my way through that. I love, oh God, I love those games. They're so good. So charming. Um, so I got that on the horizon, and then after that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish new Pokemon Snap, and man, by the time I'm done that, it will literally probably be July in time for Skyward Sword HD, so that's, uh, you know what, other than Metroid and other than Zelda, I feel like I just don't have a lot of time to play games lately, it kind of sucks. Yeah, growing up in general sucks, like, I remember back in high school, like, I had all the time in the world to, you know, just, like, play video games all day, and nowadays, like... Like, even, like we were just saying, like, even though we're trapped inside for the most part all day, it's just, like, bill, we got bills to pay, our houses are always dirty, and we so we gotta clean them, we got work to do, and it's just, like, there's no time to do anything. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's kind of a weird predicament, and I'm gonna use this as a transition, because I feel like this is gonna be not a weird show, but a different show, and, and kind of like a show... That is going to be more of what you've just heard here, where it's going to be three guys kind of talking about some some different things. Um, because there was there was a little bit of Metroid news in the uh, you know making the rounds this last week, and I feel like at the heart of each of these pieces of Metroid news is the Metroid community as a whole, and I wanted to explore that topic because. You know, I, I, I can't say that I've been a part of the Metroid community for that long. Probably really only since we started this podcast have I been really kind of in this community, interacting with people, getting to know people. Um, but it, it's funny because all of these different pieces of news that came over from the last week uh, all kind of showed a different side 
of the Metroid community. And I wanted to just kind of explore that with you guys. And this will just kind of be a, a free-flowing conversation that we can take it from here. But, um, I, you know, I guess the the biggest story that made its way around the internet this last week was the uh, was the interview with the Retro Studios, former Retro Studio developer, excuse me, um, whose Wasn't name is escaping me. It was like, uh, I thought it was just a, a Facebook comment he made or like some comment he yeah. made that articles yeah. just like ran with. It wasn't even an interview. You know what? Y- you could be very well right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just yeah. like Facebook comments and like a thread. And they were like, oh, the screenshot that post that that's an article. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Excuse me. Um, and, and the gist of this was him saying that, uh, you know, Metroid Prime Trilogy on the Switch is very far-fetched. It's not going to happen. It would take a Herculean effort, um, et cetera, et cetera. This developer was not confident in the, you know, likelihood of Metroid Prime Trilogy getting onto the Switch. And this was this was kind of like part one of three of my kind of just looking at the Metroid community this week. Because to me, I like, and you guys can jump in here if you want and, and give your thoughts as well. But to me, I'm reading that and I am no game developer. I'm no game developer at all. I have no idea how hard it is to develop a game, how much money, whatever, right? But I'm looking and, you know, even not that long ago, the three of us were on here talking about how Metroid Prime Trilogy could work on Nintendo Switch. And, and I'm looking around and I'm like, I just like, I feel like it's entirely possible. Like he, he had said something, something to the effect of like, it would take a team of four to five people a year to do like, make one version or like one part of this game basically. And I'm like, I feel like it's entirely possible that there would be like a team of 30 people working for a year working on this. Like I could very much see that Mercury Steam has like a hundred employees and they worked on Samus Returns for Lord knows how long, right? So I'm just like, I feel like this is very possible. And then I feel like the button mapping is also very possible. And you know what? I know it's not exactly a case of like, if you can do this, then you can do that. But man, I look at Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword coming to Nintendo Switch, which is like the motion controlliest game of all motion control games. You know what I mean? And I'm like, man, if they can do that, they can do this. And then you look at some of the other supplemental evidence and it's like, um, they've all, first of all, they have already ported and completely redone the control scheme for Metroid Prime 1 and 2. So, like, I feel like when I heard people saying that it wasn't going to happen because it's Metroid, I was like, well, it's already happened. And then I'm looking and I'm like, man, well, they, they ported Pikmin 3, you know, and, and that's it, you know, that does Metroid numbers or and just similar things like that. And I don't know, I, I was just a little bit shocked at some of the cynicism going around from some of the Metroid community about the likelihood of this happening. And we'll transition into the backlash here in just a second. But I, I don't know, like, what what was your guys's like, initial thoughts? I think that most of us were on the same page here, but I guess, what was your thoughts about the comments made? And, and what was your thoughts about, I guess, the reaction from some people? Well, I, I feel like the, this is actually really interesting this is happening because this the exact same thing is happening in the Halo community. Um, where one developer who just recently left 343 gave their comments on the development of Halo Infinite. And the entire, like, community and, you know, everyone ran with it, like, blah, blah, blah. Literally the exact same thing happening almost the exact same time. So, I, I, you know, both are examples of someone who definitely has a valid opinion, obviously knows what they're talking about, 
And in the case of the Halo guy, I mean, he just recently left 343. This guy hadn't worked on Metroid Prime or Retro or with Retro and over or on Metroid Prime, at least in a decade. Right. But either way, both of them know what they're talking about. Obviously, they worked on the games, but they're one person of a huge like development team and publishing branch and all that. Right. So obviously, like one person's opinion is not going to be reflective of what's actually happening in the game's development or what is actually likely, whatever. Just that one person's opinion, right? But, you know, I don't, I'm honestly not surprised at the reaction because there's so little news. Like, anything to get people talking is going to, you know, result in this kind of thing. People are going to latch on to someone's comments. They're going to take it as fact. People aren't going to, you know, think it through or they're not going to care and just post about it. And so it kind of launches off. Um, so, you know, it's an issue of there's such little news. People are going to talk about it. And it's just one guy's opinion, but people kind of take it all as like engrossing as the overall actuality of the game's development or likelihood of it happening, which obviously isn't true because anyone putting Metroid Prime Trilogy together would either be at least, you know, it'd be more than one person. It would be a lot of people involved in that. So one person's experience would not be reflective of the entirety. That being said... 100% agree with what you said, Andy. I mean, we've talked about this on, on Twitter a bunch of times. Uh, making Metroid Prime Trilogy doesn't doesn't seem impossible, uh, especially with the technology today, especially considering that Skyward Sword is going to be on Switch. Other games that require motion controls that are, are as intensive, if not more, are going to be on Switch. Um, Metroid Prime Trilogy has been, you know, the Metroid games were ported into the trilogy itself. That, like, did well. Other games that are being ported to the Switch have, you know, have done Metroid numbers, as you said. And, I mean, I can play Metroid Prime Trilogy on my PC, even Corruption. They're able to make that happen. I, and Nintendo could absolutely get four to five people to make Trilogy work in a year. Like, that that was actually the thing that I thought was the funniest. That nobody seemed to be commenting. They were just like, oh, yeah, that's, that would be impossible. I'm like, is anyone not thinking that this is Nintendo? They could get they could get 200 people on any... They could get as many people as they want to develop any game they want at any time. It's Nintendo, right? Like, they could do that. So, to think that... In the past five, six, or however many years that they could have wanted Metroid Prime Trilogy on Switch that they couldn't put together half a dozen people in a year to do it, like, that's obviously false. Like, they could they could do that, and likely might have. Um, so, yeah, this, I think, maybe his perspective just might be outdated, but again, it's just one person's perspective. I'm just not surprised because everyone's so star. It's like a desert for news that, like, any post. I mean, that's the reason why we get when, like, a janitor gets hired at Retro Studios, it's like something that people actually talk about as if it's like legitimate news because there is nothing to talk about because Nintendo isn't giving us anything. So it is kind of their fault, but not really. But uh, if there was more to actually talk about, then this probably wouldn't have been, you know, an issue at all. Yeah, I guess I'll echo those uh, sentiments as well because it's really weird to talk about because like on one hand, we all acknowledge this, like none of us are game developers. We have no idea what it's like to develop a game we know theoretically that it's hard work, but like we don't know the what we don't know the details of what goes into game development, and so like I don't want to diminish the work that goes in to just do even a simple port, you know, let alone something mm -hmm. even beyond that. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I think what we have to do is we have to consider this as just nothing more than a piece of evidence, and you can do with that piece of evidence what you will. And I think it and I think it is a compelling piece of piece of evidence. However. When you take it with everything else that's been ha that's been happening, I think ultimately, for me personally, I still do believe that we are going to get Prime Trilogy at some point down the road. When that will be, I don't know, but I do think it will be happening eventually. 
I talked about this again on the last episode, but there's a lot of industry insiders that I trust. People like Jeff Grubb, people like Nate the Hate, people like Imran Khan, etc., etc. You can do with... Um, I would recommend uh, looking at what they've um, what they've said on your own. Uh, I'm not a mouthpiece for them, so I would rather you get the information directly for them and then make your own opinions based off that. But that's just my perspective on the thing. And as we've also mentioned, um, uh, Wiccan, uh, Wiccan, I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name, but he hasn't worked for Retro Studios in, what's it been, like 10 years? Did, did yeah. he leave in 2011? A very long time. Yeah, yeah. So I can understand why he'd have that perspective because... Nintendo's perspective of Metroid in 2011 was probably significantly different than their perspective of Metroid right now. I mean, 2011 was just a year after Other M and everything that was going on there. And so that might be the worst year of Metroid's existence. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2011 around that time. No, I definitely agree with you. Like, there's, I think a lot of his perspective comes from like what he knows of what he worked on at the time. Like, I think a part of the comment or there's some part of information, I'm not sure if it comes from his comments or elsewhere that like the original source code for like Metroid prime trilogy or something isn't available that like rebuild the game. Like, I don't see how that's like possible. And even if that's true, uh, Nintendo's not above downloading emulators or ROMs or whatever, right? Like they did it for the super Mario collection. They did it for other games. I'm pretty sure they could i would not be surprised if they just downloaded a, a rom of metroid prime trilogy or the original games and like tweak them for the switch and if anything that's probably what they would do instead of rebuilding the game or going back to the original source code or whatever because they've already done it for other games that and arguably have more significance in metroid prime trilogy so i i it's again i i don't think that like his opinion or perspective is like coming out of nowhere or invalid or anything, but I'm just mm -hmm. trying to look at it from, at least from our perspective, it doesn't like, I don't see why it's impossible, you know? And uh, yeah. And, like, and I want to add on that point like that, that you just made actually deck um, about the, uh, the source code being lost because I, I was doing a little bit of research into this and I don't know if you guys are final fantasy fans or not, but if you are, you'll remember that like a year or two ago, um, final fantasy, I want to say it was seven, nine and 10 all came to Nintendo switch. And I think they were remastered for steam and very conspicuously final fantasy eight was missing. And that was missing. I believe because the source code uh, had, had been like lost or deleted or they just didn't have the source code for it. So um, it wasn't available right away, but they were able to overcome that. They eventually figured it out and they, I don't know what they did. I ain't no game developer, but I know that they fixed it and they released it. It just took a little bit more time. And to me, it's just like, that is totally, totally applicable to this situation. Right. Like, you know, maybe they could just download a, you know, maybe they could just download the ROM, like you said. Um, and, and, you know, it, it kind of got me thinking, you know, because you, you know, you guys know me, I'm a Legend of Zelda mark here, but it kind of got me thinking like, okay, so we had uh, a developmental studio named Grezzo and they've done, they've developed all of the Zelda remakes so far. So they did like Link's Awakening and Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD and stuff like that. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, all right, so they did Twilight Princess HD, which sold like a million copies and change for the Wii U. They did uh, Wind Waker HD, which sold two million copies and change for the Wii U. They like they've worked on a lot of stuff. And like, obviously, that took uh, a decent amount of time and like a decent amount of resources. And I'm just thinking like, I feel like let's just say that let's just say that 
Grezzo switched from from Zelda to Metroid, and they made Metroid Prime Trilogy, and they did you know the typical year long cycle development that they've been doing for the Zelda games, and it's like. I could absolutely see Metroid Prime selling two million and change on Nintendo Switch or more. So like I just I, I just don't buy that argument of like why they wouldn't do it and why it, it wouldn't make sense to bring these games over to Nintendo Switch, especially if you're gonna try and hype up Metroid Prime 4 before the fact, or maybe after the fact, I'm not sure. But yeah. I guess the second part, uh and and I was just surprised at like some of the cynicism from a lot of people just saying like, nope, this will never never happen. And it just got me thinking, I'm like, man, is like, are we just like so burned and so cynical as a fan base that like, uh, it's almost like you never, ever want to have hope. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you just don't want to have hope. So that way you don't get disappointed. Like it's like the end game meme. (laughs) Like really? Yeah, I I feel like that has to be a part of it to a degree. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, we were talking about this in the discord, how, you know, we're kind of in the midst of, like, the third great Metroid drought at the moment. However, however, as I also posted in that same Discord, um, I would actually consider that a kind of a good thing and not a bad thing. Which, let me explain. I know a lot of people are getting their pitchforks up, like, but, like, bear with me here. You know, when you think of, like, I mean, look at the way Nintendo treats most of their other B and C tier franchises. You know, like, F-Zero hasn't gotten a new game since 2004, you know. Um, mother fans, Earthbound fans, they don't even want a new game. They just—they don't even want a remake. They just want someone to port a 15-year-old game and localize it. You know, um, you know, Kid Icarus fans have been begging for a remaster since uh, Uprising in uh, 2012. Metroid, you know, despite all these great droughts, it always ends up leading to something down the line, no matter what. And you and usually it's something pretty good. I mean, you know, after the great uh, drought from Super Metroid, we got uh, Metroid Fusion and Metroid Prime. After the other end drought, we got Samus Returns, which is a really good game in my opinion. Oh yeah. And and I'm sure that at Federation the end of this, Force too though. Uh, uh, sh- <laughs> so. <laughs> so I'm sure I'm sure at the end of this Metroid drought, assuming there isn't another Federation Force sequel in the works. There should be some more good stuff on the horizon. Uh, if you guys want to listen to how a Federation Force sequel could be cool, by the way, you can check that episode out in our archives. Um, all right. Well, I mean, let's you know, let's get to the ugly part of the story too, which was this uh, this developer or former developer who, my God, I still haven't looked up his name. I don't know what I'm doing here, but um, probably uh, for the Mike best Wicken. at this point. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Okay, Mike Wicken. So, uh, unfortunately, Mike kind of came out and said, like, you know what? Uh, I gave my opinion, which is totally valid. That's his opinion. And, um, you know, while some people agreed with him and were very cynical of, you know, this ever happening, the there was unfortunately far more people that took it to the extreme and said, like, no, you're wrong. They were harassing him. They were, uh, you know, just being generally inappropriate. And... I don't know, to me as well, I was just like, on one hand, it was just like such a fascinating examination of the Metroid community, this whole this whole story, because on one hand, you have this fan base who's like, so like, hopeless, like they don't want to believe that something could happen or will happen or, you know, is is potentially in the works. But then you have this other side of it too, that is just like so angry that this guy had the audacity to say like, you know what, 
in my professional opinion, I don't think it's very likely, which, you know, he, he may be right. Who knows? But it was, it was such a, it was such a weird dichotomy there that I, I felt that it was just like really an interesting case study in, in the way that a Metroid fan kind of, I don't know, a Metroid fan thinks or functions or whatever. Um, I, obviously, yeah. you know, that that's just not cool. What, uh, what happened to this guy? You know, you can dis all, all three of us disagree with him, but I don't think any of us were tweeting at him, you know, telling him where to go. Um, so, I mean, obviously that stuff's not cool and, and, you know, shouldn't happen, but it, it was just such a, it was such a weird dichotomy that it just, it just stuck out to me so much. And then combined with the thing that we'll talk about after this, it was just like, it was a fascinating week to be a Metroid fan, kind of looking at other Metroid fans. I feel like it's just like, this just happens in every community, man. Like again, like the same thing happened in the Halo community. People harass that guy. And then he had to put out another video and was like, hey, like people like harassed me and, you know, were sending me messages, blah, 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 and whatnot. And he was like worried because not only does that look bad for him, but what if that affects, you know, his, you know, job perspectives in the future because he, you know, he makes a comment and that might result in a company not wanting to hire him because it results in all this, you know, ridiculousness and, and sensation. Mm-hmm. So, and, and same thing with this guy, right? Like, I think it's, it's not necessarily the Metro community. There's certainly tons, like there's like... And it doesn't excuse the behavior, obviously, but you see this stuff in like every kind of community. Like, how many times do you see like Nintendo post something in like Smash players or whatever? Like, where's the Smash stuff? Blah blah. Like, this sucks. Like, I hate this character. Where's my character? All that, you know. Every community has this stuff, and it sucks. Um, and I don't know what you really like do about it. It, and, you know, you definitely don't tolerate it, and you definitely try to call it out where you can. And obviously, like none of that stuff's okay, you know. And I, like you said earlier, this is like my first like. Not first, but, like, I haven't been part of, quote-unquote, the Metroid community before this. And I definitely would say, like, after this past week or so, I unfollowed a few people. I was like, ah, I don't even need, I don't even care. Like, I don't need their takes either. <laughs> and <laughs> so, like, I'm just like, you know what? I just enjoy, like, I, that's why I like just doing this podcast. I just do the podcast. I chat with you guys and, you know, Andy or whoever on the, on, and, you know, and Numenal and, and on the Discord server. And we just chill. We talk about Metroid, right? And... And I feel like even on like Metroid Twitter, it's just which just saying that I think is cringe. But uh, like overall is, <laughs> you know, is it's just weird. I agree. But it happens in all different kinds of communities. I feel like I just try to enjoy the games and whatever. At the end of the day, it's video games, right? Like I'm not living or dying whether or not a new Metroid game comes out. It's like talk about it on the podcast and talk about it with other people who like to talk about Metroid. And that's really it. I think some people try it, maybe have too much time on their hands and end up like doing stupid stuff like harassing some guy who worked on games 10 years ago about his opinion on whether or not it might be ported onto a new system in 2021 which is just ridiculous people definitely have too much time in their hands need to get a hobby need to get some parents in there or something but yeah i would i would say that this is it's not necessarily the metric community in general this is just something that happens i think in like every gaming community it just really sucks you can't avoid it yeah, and, and sorry, Doom. Before you get going, uh, I, I'm I don't mean to pick on the Metroid community. It's no, just, I know, it's I know. Just like happened to be that. Yeah, you know, it, this all kind of happened last week. Actually, you want to talk about a community that is uh, not my favorite? That's the Pokemon guys in the Pokemon community. <laughs> oh man. boy, nobody gets more games and more stuff than Pokemon. And every time they get something, you you look at YouTube, the comments, the downvotes. Good God, it's just like. Give me a break. Anyways, but I didn't mean to cut you off, Doom. Go ahead. It's okay. I, I will, going off that, I will say, I will I will throw one bone to the Pokemon community in that um, everyone seems to be on board with new Pokemon Snap for the most part. 
That seems to be the one. That seems to be the one game that hasn't caused a civil war in that community. But you know, I don't want to. <laughs> That's a I game don't they actually wanted, though. You know, it can't be something <laughs> new and original. It has to be a sequel to a photography game that was cool twenty years ago. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, sorry, what were we talking about again? I totally got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Met- Metroid com- Met- Metroid Community Salt. Okay. Um. <laughs> So yeah, there's um yeah, I think I think like Dax said, you know, on on one hand, you know, this happens to all communities, but at the same time, I think it's also important, you know, to call out and you know, to make you know, to make issues like this, you know, to make issues like this known and not to downplay because I feel yeah. like because I feel like there you there's a there's a danger between going to one extreme or the other. And so mm. And so on on one hand I so what I like to do is I like on one hand I like to you know condemn you know all all the stuff like this but I also like to highlight you know some of the cooler aspects of the Metroid community, community itself not as a way to dampen you know all all this stuff because we should look at that we should pay attention to all this negativity and learn how to improve as a whole but you know to also highlight some of the cooler aspects cuz not all of the Metroid community like this and it doesn't always react like this I think one of the most positive um, I think one of the most positive things the Metroid community does um, is these yearly um, these yearly charity streams. Uh, Metroid Headquarters just recently did. Um, I think they raised like what three or four thousand uh, dollars for something, and they do this they do this every year, sometimes multiple times a year. And so I like to highlight stuff like that. And then even in the general community, you know, beyond just these specific accounts, um, when Metroid Prime 4 delayed, that was a pretty positive reaction all around. You know, a lot of people were obviously very, a lot of people were obviously very disappointed, but at the same time, they were also very understanding. But then, but then you get stuff like this as well, stuff like this, where, you know, a few members of the community overreact. You have stuff like Federation Force, which don't get me wrong, I wasn't a fan of the game, but, you know, you didn't have to have a giant 20,000 person petition to like cancel the game you know people you know that's how people are making I feel like there salary. was a, per- a petition to cancel federation force wasn't there I well yeah that's well that's what i'm that's what i was saying yeah, yeah. there was a i think it got like twenty thousand signatures yeah, or something yeah, okay, like yeah, that sorry. yeah yeah so yeah there there is unfortunately stuff like this that we need to address and um you know call out and so you know i, I made a twitter post saying like hey you know what if you if you were one of the person that harassed Mike or you even sympathize with that, don't follow me. I don't want you in my community. You know, this is, you know, I want to, you know, I just want to vibe, man. I just want to grill. That's what I'm saying. And I, you definitely had a good, uh, good number of points there. I think it's definitely important to like, if you see good content too, and like definitely highlight that. Like, I think a lot of like good stuff in the community doesn't get shared enough. And I think spreading more of that around is is definitely important like you said not to like dampen bad stuff but like i think it's it, it helps like mm-hmm. overall mm-hmm. like you know not only like sharing good content is great because it's good stuff but also i think it generally ups people's positivity to have it shared and see cool stuff at the same time um i definitely don't think this is like really like indicative of the entire community either right like probably like well like a fraction mm-hmm. of the yeah, people of that even not. like metroid probably didn't even know about this right like it's such a small amount of people so i definitely don't want to give like that impression either because i mean i would say like nine ninety nine hundred people like if i saw right like probably weren't even aware of that happening or would ever do that right like there's cool people out there just chilling like the game or whatever or might have heard about it and might have you know disagreed like we did but didn't say anything you know it's those like few mm-hmm. people that really just like you know 
shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff that are. And again, if you see it, like definitely, as far as I'm concerned, like if, you know, if you feel comfortable doing it, definitely call it out or don't tolerate it. Cause I feel like that's the, that's the right thing to do. But, uh, it, it is what it is. It really sucks. And I also feel like it, it definitely sets, it doesn't set a good precedent because someone should be able to, if they're not under an NDA or anything, they should be free to talk about their like experience in a game's development or what they know without like fearing backlash or like repercussion just because people might disagree and you know because it's like game development right like it's not like end of the world so like if someone might not think a game gets ported to the switch like who cares and i think some people just put too much like value onto that for some reason uh and it's and it sucks to see but you know hopefully hopefully we don't see more of that in the future and and it's a shame that did happen hopefully it's uh it's gotten better for him and it sucks, but I definitely don't want to see that kind of stuff again because it's super lame. Yeah, it's really yeah, unfortunate no, no. because like, oh, uh, sorry. Um, so it's re- it's really unfortunate because like, you know, a lot a lot of these a lot of these same people are like, oh my gosh, why aren't these you know why aren't Nintendo's developers more open? Why are they so private about everything? Yeah, and then it's like why. they are open, and you go harass them, and it's like, well. That's why, you know, they don't want to deal with that stuff. You know, yeah. you wouldn't want to either if you were in their shoes. And it's really unfortunate because I am, you know, I'm, you know, me and uh, Mictroid were talking about this. Shout out to Mictroid, by the way. Definitely one of the um, one of the coolest people on Metroid Twitter for sure. Super chill dude. But, um, you know, we were talking about this and it's like, yeah, imagine, you know, imagine you get to talk to a developer of one of your favorite games of all time and you choose to respond like that. Like, I, I can't even imagine. Yeah, you know, I saw that conversation. I was like, yeah, and also, yeah, shout out to Mictroid. Um, yeah, Very I was like, cool yeah, of, of, of he, all, he the... tweeted us out by the way. So yeah, that was yeah. yeah thanks for the shout out. That was that was super hype. Uh, we're we're big fans of you, so thanks, thank you. But um, yeah, like of course, like if you had any, obviously, I'd be like, hey, like why why weren't there more Ridley battles? Why weren't there more Ridley fights? But obviously, you know, different priorities asking our developers here. But yeah, you'd ask them a legitimate <laughs> question. And not something dumb like that, or like what, like uh, it's just. I feel like we're we, you know, we we're on a consensus like that, but it is just bewildering that that would even come across someone's mind. So you actually took it to where I wanted to go, whereas like the the beginning of the week was a little bit disappointing to see this reaction from the Metroid community. But then, you know, by and large, I think by the end of the week, everyone I saw was like, yeah, "That's enough of this silliness," and and kind yeah. of rebounded. And and there was a couple nice threads going around about like all the cool people doing cool stuff and. Uh, we were lucky enough, uh, and Doom was also in there too from our from our boy McDroid. Uh, was lucky enough to be involved in in a thread about some cool creators and stuff like that. So um, it it was just like funny how how that seemed to go and and like I, I just want to reiterate I don't mean to paint uh, the entire fan base with a with like a negative brush. It's not, of course, but it did kind of come to a head last week, and maybe it did hit me to your point because. You know, for the most part, like when Prime got delayed or Prime Four got delayed, um, you know, it's it's it was pretty it was pretty peaceful and like pretty understanding and whatnot. So I was a little bit surprised to see that. Um, but one of the things that I think struck me a little bit more is the Samus in Fortnite rumors, and this also happened last week. And we have talked about this before. This seems like the rumor that won't die. But for everybody following along. There is a lawsuit going on between Epic Games and Apple, and in that lawsuit, uh, long story short, there were some documents that were previously classified that were made available, and um, in the documents, the Epic Games guys seem to 
you know, they, they had a picture of Samus in there and, and which leads people or maybe Dak, you could even, you could even jump it's, in if you know more. Yeah. I mean. I mean, it seemed like it was part of like a, like a slide in a presentation, right. To either indicate like these are characters that they, like, it that seemed like a mixture in, of characters, like, yeah. yeah, characters either want in Fortnite or already are in Fortnite. So obviously there are images of, yeah. you know, Kratos and Master Chief, but then there are other images of uh, the girl from like Kill Bill and um, obviously Samus and a bunch of other, you know, movie characters, and video game characters, which obviously a bunch of those characters aren't in Fortnite. So it seems like some of them were planned or might be just, you know, something that Epic might have wanted to do, but it hadn't yeah. been set in stone, but, you know, might have been in the works. It looked to me almost like Epic was kind of making slides of like characters that would be cool to have in Fortnite and yeah. maybe they were discussing it. And then if talks got serious, they would go out and, and acquire those characters whatever. Yeah, the, definitely the not a confirmation, is, though. Yeah, not a confirmation, but at least a discussion was definitely had yeah. about Samus coming into Fortnite. And so the majority of people that I saw were just like, this would be cool. And Dak and I have talked about this before and... They, you know, both of us were just like, hell yeah, bring it on. So there was definitely another sect of Metroid fans, though, that was just like, you know what? Ugh, Fortnite sucks and, and keep it away. And this kind of got me thinking. Um, and I want to pose this question to you guys and then give you some time to think about it. And I'll explain what I mean. But my question was, do you think that Metroid fans are afraid of success? And... So what I mean by that is like, I I think because Metroid is, has never, you know, in terms of quality, it's an A plus series for the most part, right? But in terms of recognition sales, it's it's still kind of like that. It's kind of like that band, that underground band that like only you and your cool friends know about. But like when it goes mainstream, it's like, ah, I don't like these guys anymore. And so I'm wondering if like Metroid fans kind of feel like, you know what? Fortnite is this mainstream thing that millions of people play, a lot of kids play, and I just don't want that kind of mixed in there because it's going to change Metroid. It's going to transform Metroid from something that I know and that I love and that is like near and dear to me and that feels like almost like my secret um, and it's going to turn it into something else. And, and that to me was like the only reason that I could think of of why someone would not want samus to show up in fortnite and i kept coming back to that same question like it are metroid fans afraid of success and are they worried that if metroid gets too much success that it will transform into something that it's not and i i wanted to hear your guys's takes on that because i i thought that it was a very interesting question and again just kind of an interesting look at like the psyche of of metroid fans and and you know where where we want this series to be and what what we want it to become yeah um i mean i think that's definitely one of the reasons i think there's a lot of reasons why people might not want something in fortnite or metroid in particular that's definitely one of them i don't know if i would frame it as they're afraid of success because i think just in general they don't want metroid to change regardless of what causes the change you know and so like like whether it's Metro becoming successful in Fortnite and becoming popular mainstream, that changes the game, or it changes for some other reason. I think they just they want Metroid to stay what it is because they have like an idea of what the franchise is, and they can hold on to like the high review scores and like the you know the word of mouth of Metroid. Be like, this is what this is what I know real Metroid is. I don't want Metroid to change, regardless of the cause. So yeah, I think you're definitely on the right on the right track. I also think people 
uh, don't want to see Samus do stuff out of character because Fortnite is like, you know, takes characters and pretty much has them do stuff completely out of character, you know, like the Orange, Orange Justice Dance and like all that stuff. Like that's all stuff that any of those characters wouldn't be doing in their own game. I think that's part of it. Some people just straight up don't like Fortnite. They think it's a you know dumb game. It's a kid's game. And I think a lot of the time people usually when they don't want this kind of stuff, they have more than one reason for it. Like they are they might not like Fortnite and they also think they don't want Metro or Metro to change. They don't like Fortnite and they also don't want Samus to do stuff out of character, etc. I don't necessarily think it's like that one reason, but it's definitely part of it. There are certainly some people I've seen just straight up say, like, I don't want Samus doing stuff in Fortnite because I think it would make her look dumb and whatnot. Um, you know, other M had her make look, make her look dumb and look what that got Metroid, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, Fortnite is like stupid and we don't want Metroid in there because Metroid's better than that, etc. So I like it's all mixed up in that same bag. Uh, people, I guess Metroid fans, like they don't want that, like the game to change from what they really know because they think, okay, it's going to be in Fortnite. The game's going to like get popular in that way. It's going to create more bad Metroid games. We're not going to get the Metroid we really want. It won't be the same anymore. I definitely think you're on the right track on that. It's definitely unfounded, but I, I think that's probably motivating a lot of people and why they don't want it. Hmm. Yeah, I pretty much agree with um, that statement. But um, Andy, you also brought up a really good analogy that I think makes sense, and that being the uh, the underground band that like 17 people and like some of the bandmates' moms listen to, and then all of a sudden they hit mainstream success, and all of a sudden you know they're posers. You know, they're not you know they're not raw anymore. You know, they're not they're not doing it from the heart. And I, and I feel like, I don't want to say that's the reason going behind everybody, you know, who are against Samus and Fortnite, but I, I definitely see a little bit of that in the air to a degree. Like, you know, people, on one hand, they want to see, you know, they want to see Metroid sales numbers so they can get more Metroid games, but on the, but on the other hand, and then this is where, Dak, you kind of brought this in, they're scared that if Metroid becomes more mainstream, that it'll become more quote unquote casual. And we and we already saw this oh my to God, a degree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We already saw this earlier. You might have even talked about it in an episode. There we was did. A, yeah. Yeah, when yeah, when Kensuke Tanabe said that they were gonna try to make Metroid Prime 4 a more casual experience and so many people I don't people even think it was more casual, were, just it'll be a casual experience. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And people are freaking out like, oh, God, no, they're going to try to market Metroid to wine moms or something ridiculous. I'm being hyperbolic, obviously, but like people, you know, people were scared that like, oh, they're going they're going to water down Metroid. They're going to take away what make what I like about the series. And I think I think people just need to chill out a little bit. You know, yeah. franchises franchises need to change uh, to get more mainstream appeal. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Look at Breath of the Wild. That is not that is not a um Oh, you, you know, knew where I was Wii going, didn't game. you? <laughs> <laughs> that is not a Wii era game. And it and it drastically changes the Zelda series. Best selling game in the series, one of the best selling games on the Switch, outselling Super Mario Odyssey, that's not a thing that happens. And um and yeah, and obviously I'm not saying that oh Metroid needs to be uh, Breath of the Metroid. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, you know, I'd play that there's though. room <laughs> I'm saying Sorry. that there's room I'm saying that there's room to evolve the series and change that can make it appeal to more people, but that doesn't necessarily mean yep. that it's going to be oh waggle waggle the Joy-Cons to make Samus run or something goofy like that. Yeah. But, and, but, and even then too, like just putting Samus in Fortnite wouldn't even have any effect on the actual Metroid games. You know, it's not like Metroid games yeah. would necessarily change because Samus shows up. You know, Samus shows up in Smash 
and that didn't have any right. effect. If anything, Smash keeps copying. Like, we have other M Samus twice, you know. Like it's it's so it, it wouldn't have that like effect, you know. And yeah, like that's a good point. Like it would. I think it's a lack of awareness. Like when Metroid fans reacted to that, oh, Metroid Prime Four is gonna be a casual experience. They were unaware of the fact that Metroid Prime is already a casual experience. It is the most casual FPS experience you could probably get. One of the most, especially the first game. So, like, to even think that Metroid Prime wasn't already a casual FPS experience is just a lack of awareness. Similarly, to think that Metroid would be changed by being in Fortnite or whatever or having some kind of negative impact or Metroid being above that is a lack of awareness. Because look at all the other franchises that are in Fortnite. Look at all the celebrities. that Like, so many brands and properties. Like, so many things doing crossovers with Fortnite. That's all good promotion for both Fortnite and all those IPs. Metroid is not above that. It would definitely benefit from that. Just having that appearance could potentially have someone check out the game. Sam is a cool-looking character. Like, Metroid stuff is cool-looking. Like, kids would see that stuff like, oh, I wonder what that's from. I definitely guarantee you that a lot of people, like... And, of course, it became a meme of, like, you know, oh, uh, Master Chief from Fortnite because... Maybe kids didn't play Halo, or whatever. But definitely, people at least. No, no Dak. Be... It's John. It's John Halo. John Get Halo. Yeah, right. John. I'm sorry, John Halo. Excuse me. Um, but definitely, people are more. You know, might have checked it out or known about it. I mean, of course, Halo is way more well known than Metroid, so more people probably know Master Chief. But still, like, it's it's a crossover promotion that you really can't ignore the opportunity there. It's like the biggest crossover promotion opportunity in all of video games, if not all of media, right now. Like, to even scoff at that, I think, is ridiculous. And it would be, if anything, regardless of the promotional aspect, just as a Metroid fan, I love it when I get to, like, see references of Metroid and other games and, like, callbacks to it and, you know, uh, uh, chances. Obviously, I love playing, you know, Ridley and Smash. I think that's cool. So, like, the opportunity, like, to play as Samus in another game makes me want to go play that game. And that's cool. That's a new ex video game experience. That's that's fun, right? That's what video games are about. So I don't know, like that, it would be just as cool if I saw Samus show up in a Street Fighter game or, or whatever, you know, because I'd be like, wow, that'd be sick. I'm going to go play them. I just was talking about, I literally bought, I literally bought Killer Instinct solely to play as Arbiter in that game. I have not touched another character. I'm not, actually, I played as General Ram, another guest character from Gears of War, even more proving my point. Uh, I literally bought that game just to play Arbiter, just to play, and it was awesome. It was a lot of fun, and I'm still playing the game. So, like, to think that people might not check it out, that's just not true. So, I would love to see it. I think it would be so awesome for Metroid. It would make Metroid look really cool, I think. And I'd love to see, like, their take on Samus and what other cool items and whatever, like, what glider she'd have and whatever. Like, who cares? It's fun. It's video games. Like, it, it's cool to have fun with it sometimes. Well, I don't even buy. Well, I don't even like buy that reasoning in in the first place. People like, oh, I'll never be able to take Metroid seriously if she does the default yeah. dance. First, first off, first off, the default dance is way more serious than anything in other M. And second of all, yeah, I mean, I look at all the other characters that are in that are in Fortnite to begin with. I mean, John Wick. Are you are you gonna watch John Wick and be like, you know what? I was enjoying th this movie, but you know, I saw you know I saw him dancing in Fortnite. And now I just I can't take this movie seriously anymore. It's like no, that's that's obviously. Ludicrous. I mean, even if you play Smash Bros, there's a ton of stuff that Samus and Ridley and Dark Samus all do that is completely out of character, that has nothing to do with Metroid, that is completely contrast to what they do in their games, and no one has a problem with that because it's a Nintendo game. And, but if <laughs> it's Fortnite, which would, if anything, you know, it's really not changing the character much at all. So she just be holding a gun or whatever. That's, that's too much. So I don't know. <laughs> so, and, and, and let's be clear also, like it, if you, 
if you're listening out there and you're just like, you know what, I think that Samus and Fortnite sucks, like, you know what, that's totally fine. Then that's stop listening. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah, I mean, I was, I was going to, I was talking about this earlier with uh, a friend of mine on Twitter, and he was just like, man, like, I, I just, I don't really get it. Like, I don't think that it would be beneficial at all. And I'm like, you know, to Dak's point, I was actually, I almost forgot to interject this. To Dak's point, he just bought a fighting game to play as Arbiter. Man, about a year ago, I fired up Soul Calibur 2 again, which I bought specifically. And the only reason I bought it was because Link was in the game. So that, yeah. it's very much uh, a good marketing tool. But so I was talking to this friend of mine. And he's like, I don't get it, because it's just like a skin, like, what's the big deal? And I was just like, so imagine this scenario. Like, so I, I've never played Fortnite. That's not really, like, my thing, right? Um, but I would if I knew that Samus was going to be in it. I would check it out. Like, why not? Um, but the thing is, like, imagine how many people go the opposite direction, where they're already playing Fortnite, and they're just like, man, this is cool. Like, who's this cool-looking robot? Like, I'm going to go and check this out. Yeah. Um, and, and like, you know, we're, we're talking about people not just playing on the switch. We're talking about people that are playing on PlayStation, Xbox, PC, whatever, like that. There's a lot of eyeballs that's on Samus. And you know what? Even if every single one of them was just like, ah, you know what? This character sucks. Like there's really no harm or foul because I'm pretty sure that there's not going to be any Fortnite references in Metroid prime force. So like it's, it's really a risk-free proposition. And yeah, you say that was, now. Just you wow. wait until Metroid Prime 4 comes out and you start yeah, building for it. How do you think they're funding the uh, since the game restarted? <laughs> <laughs> if you know what, if if we're talking about Fortnite in Metroid Prime 4, uh, come at me at Spateri 316 and Metroid Prime you know, 4. My family. Night? I mean, even like Smash Bros. Like that's literally that's how I got into Metroid. Is I played Smash 64. I was right, like, whoa, right. look at that cool robot character. I'm gonna. I want. Where are they from? And I found out they're from this game called Metroid, and and my parents were like, "Well, there's two new Metroid games coming out. That's dope." They probably didn't say that. I don't know what they said. I was like, I was five years old, but, um, and that's how I got into Metroid. There's definitely kids that would, or whoever. It doesn't even have to be kids. It'd be anybody who's playing Fortnite. They might not know what Metroid is, or who Samus is, or what Metroid is, and they'd be like, "Wow, this is a really cool character. Like, I love sci-fi, whatever. Like, that's cool robot. That's cool. I don't know, whatever it is, person in a suit." I might check it out, especially if they are, you know, they might not if they're playing on PC or Xbox or whatever, though they could. But so many people have Switches now. If they're playing on Fortnite on Switch or they might have a Switch otherwise, and then Metroid Prime 4 comes out, they might recognize Samus. Even if they didn't immediately go and play Metroid games after encountering Samus in Fortnite, they might recognize and be like, oh, I recognize that character. Oh, new Metroid game. Oh, that's where Samus is from. Oh, I might go play that. I have a Switch. Boom. Like, that's like that's just so simple right there. And... I feel like that definitely happens. That's how a bunch of us got into, you know, Metroid originally. And at, at the worst, you know, okay, Samus just shows up and then Metroid games come out and, and nothing changes. Like, what's, it's not like we paid for Samus to show up in Fortnite. We didn't lose anything. You don't have to play Fortnite if you don't like it, so it doesn't affect you. So I, I feel like there's almost no downside to it. If anything, it would be funny. I personally like seeing character like... I, I thought it was really funny when Master Chief showed up in Fortnite. He's driving around the little tiny mongoose and, and doing the default dance. Like, that's funny. Whatever. Like, it's, it's it doesn't have to be super serious because then I know I can still go back and play Halo 3, which still takes itself seriously and doesn't have Master Chief doing the default dance in it. And even if he did at this point, whatever, I'm like 27, I don't care. But still, like, it wouldn't be a big deal. So I think that's the end of the day. 
maybe when there's more Metroid news, it, it, people will even forget about this, you know? And even when Samus comes, if Samus does come out in Fortnite, it might be a big deal for a week or two, and people will enjoy it, and the people who don't like it will eventually, you know, find someone else to complain about. So thank you for, for kind of taking the ball there for a second, because I was looking for something, and I found it while you were talking there. And it was a point that I wanted to bring up, but I saw a tweet, and uh, the, the Twitter account that tweeted it is at Mana the Blue Bun. And I have no idea if this is true or not. No idea at all. But uh, this person said, Hi, as someone who runs a comic shop, a Fortnite Batman crossover just started. I have never seen so many new customers coming in to buy not only that, but other comics ever. It was a huge boost to our sales. If Samus is in Fortnite, that could literally only be good for Metroid. And I tend to agree with this. And like, even if it was a complete flop and it was a complete, like nobody wanted to check out Samus, like you haven't, you haven't lost a single thing. So yeah. That, that was the only thing that I could really think of where it's just like, you know, why not take this chance? Like why there's, there's no downside. The only thing that, that was coming to my mind was like, are we just afraid of success? And I, I, I still don't know. I, I'm not sure. Cause I don't really understand the mentality. Like I've heard some people say like, what would marketing in, in Fortnite do versus smash bros? And like, to me, that's such an obvious answer. It's like a completely different audience that, that yeah. plays Fortnite than Smash Bros. But I, I don't know. I, I still, I haven't really heard a great argument against it. And I just, I keep coming back to that whole thing of like, we're afraid of success. We're afraid of, of the band outgrowing its audience and becoming something. And like, you know, making a different style of music or something like that, you know? So I don't know. That, that was just something that I wanted to post to you guys to see where you landed on that. And I think that... Uh, both of you had really like great thought out responses to that. Yeah, well, to I say want, that this was thought that. out is a, uh, is a lie. I'm definitely improvising this uh, from, you know, the tip of my tongue, but yeah. Yeah. I think you pretty, we all pretty much uh, summarized it uh, really well there. I think it's because all those Metroid fans out there, they don't want to get clapped in Fortnite. They don't want to just be running out there. Like, oh, I'm checking out Fortnite for the Ooh. first time. And then bam, your With boy comes out. down as Samus and just, just wipes the whole crew. They don't want that. That's why. That's why. Um, that's why Andy doesn't want a new Metroid Prime Hunters game because he knows that he's gonna get wiped by your boy. So like, that's what it is. Oh, man, do I have to moderate this? They're for, afraid for of the record, sticks. For the record, I I'll take any new Metroid game. I a hundred percent. If if we're playing Smash, if we're playing Kart, if we're playing Hunters, if we're playing anything, you know that I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose. I'm not good at video games. I used to be good at Melee. Once upon a time, when I was a young lad, but I'm I'm not good at any video game anymore, literally. So I that doesn't even that's water off my back. That's that's like saying that the sky is blue. Uh you got me there, man. But uh, maybe um, I'll have right, to train well, you one day. We uh, you know, we have a few minutes to to kind of kill here at the end. Uh, I wanted to. This is completely off topic. So if you're listening for. Uh, for Metroid information here, uh, you can you can just shut the show off now. But I wanted to talk to you guys and just get your guys' opinions because the memes were absolutely fantastic. I loved them. Um, Nintendo announced this last week a a new video game that teaches you how to program stuff, and I'm desperately looking for the name of this video game. Oh, uh, build uh, it, the game garage or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> The, like the the memes that came like, okay, you know, I'm building Metroid 5 myself now or whatever. I just, this is such a Nintendo game. It was so charming to me. I, I just like, 
I think I'm probably going to get this really quickly, just, you know, just because we have a few minutes to burn here. What did you guys think of this? Um, I mean, I'm not going to buy it, but uh, Nintendo's good at making games I don't want to make. But there's, they're like, or I don't want to play, but like, they're all, they make games for so many different uh, kinds of people and, and different audiences. I think this kind of game is really good for, you know, younger kids or whoever. Uh, maybe someone who might need something a little more accessible in terms of getting into game development. It seems like a very simple, basic like game development tool. And I can't imagine, you know, wanting to work in a game development tool that requires like your finger to move stuff like on a touchpad or like, you know, <laughs> controls or whatever. Right. Like that's it. I can't imagine that being very efficient or comfortable, but it definitely seems like a really good tool for like young kids someone who might need something you know a more accessible like starting point into game development that seems really good for them not something for me but it looks like it nintendo is really good at making stuff that like like tools like this. this is a really good tool or engine or whatever um like you know uh the labo thing right the cardboard stuff again not something really for me but that was i'm sure was really cool for a lot of people so i like this kind of stuff i like you know N nintendo at least tries to come up with these new different ideas but yeah it also made some new memes i'm like screw it like they're not gonna make this game i'll make the new metroid prime trilogy new super mario strikers screw it let's just make it ourselves unfortunately it's probably be c and d even if it's made in their own game so it probably wouldn't even matter so uh not gonna lie i haven't even seen that trailer yet uh, <laughs> oh yeah. my god you gotta check this out it's so cool uh it teaches you how to like very 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 basically program video games and i was just like i was just like man like maybe this is like kind of me just being a nintendo homer here or whatever but like i i just like loved it it was so it was such a nintendo thing to make and i was just like imagine like how many like kids or, or maybe not even kids like you know people that are gonna are gonna get this thing and kind of fool around and learn just like the, the maybe just a little bit and like maybe go on to you know, say like, you know, I want to pursue this like full time yeah. as a career. I want to, you know, I just, I think that that stuff is like so cool. And like, honestly, like if we ain't getting Metroid five, like let's <laughs> just make it ourselves. Yeah. I, I love that. They probably I, would see. I'm, I'm happy. The game, yeah, they would, they would. I'm happy that this is, could be, this could be something that like inspires someone to really get into it. Like seriously. So that's really cool. It's yeah. yeah like Dax said, it's cool, but not for me. Like the problem is I'm just not a creative visually artistic person in general so all these you know creative type games you know like minecraft and stuff like that like like people can create some really cool stuff in those games i cannot i can barely I, do I legos uh, i feel like anyone could be creative man you just gotta give it a try gotta give it a try here's here's what we gotta do halo halo's forge halo's forge i was really creative in that i will say yeah because you want because cool you're passionate there. about halo you know you gotta be passionate about what you want to create maybe you're passionate about build game garage for the nintendo switch or something i don't know here's we need like a what we need to do is like a a challenge or who can make the best metroid game in this in this game and see who's the best and who makes the best metroid 5 i think we might i think we'd come up with some good stuff I agree with you, Doom. I bought Super Mario Maker back uh, for the Wii U. I didn't buy Super Mario Maker for the Switch. And, I, dude, I love playing the levels, but I just, like, I'm so bad at creating levels because I'm just, like, I don't know what works, what doesn't work. Even in, like, Smash Bros., like, the limited stage builder option that they have, my stages are just, like, complete junk. But I love playing other people's stages. Like, that's that's great fun. But, yeah, all those games where you build stuff and create stuff and, like, nurture stuff like animal crossing and stardew and whatever 
eh, not exactly my thing, but I, yeah, I'm so, I'm so jazzed to see like what people come up with for, you know, the, the Metroid levels or whatever in this game. I was just like, I was so charmed when I saw this game announced. I just thought it looked so cool. But, uh, yeah, there we go. Um, so that is our, our introspective into the psyche and the soul of the Metroid community. And you know what? You know, we, we kind of talked about some negative stuff that happened, but uh, I think that at the end of the week, it just really, really reinforced to me, like, that you know, how how many cool people are, are actually in this community, in, including some of the ones that we've disagreed with here on the show. Um, uh, just like, it, it's a very, it's a very interesting group, a very, and a very good group of people, I think, just in general. So um, that, that was kind of the happy bow on the end of this week for me. Um, and it was a topic that I just kind of wanted to casually explore. I know that this wasn't necessarily like a lot of other episodes that we do, but I, I thought that it was uh, worth talking about and kind of interesting to do so. So thank you guys for participating with me. Yeah, hopefully we got some real news though soon. I mean, <laughs> wait a second. Yeah. people are, are down bad for some Metroid news. <laughs> And they need it. They need it now. They need it stat. So I can't wait for E3. Uh, I think honestly, despite all of what's happened recently, I've honestly been feeling more positive about a new Metroid game than I have really ever. I really do think we're gonna see some new gameplay footage or something from Metroid Prime Four or a Metroid Prime Trilogy for Switch or Metroid Five or something. I, I think I really feel like we're getting something. I have. I, I got a nice feeling inside. Nice, you know, Metroid feeling about some good news coming in the next month or so. So I really can't wait. Of course, for us, it's still going to be like another four or five episodes until we get anything good, I hope. But um, well, I, you know what? I hope we will do point. E3 predictions, though, before. Yeah, true. So we at will least do we can that. have some yeah. fun with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, I guess, I guess since we did this episode on the Metroid community, before we head out, I think we should um, shout out Metroid 35, who's done uh, an incredible job. Uh, with the uh, the Metroid event, uh, she's been doing artwork every single day, which I can't even imagine. I can barely do stick figures as it is, but um, I've been doing uh, I've been doing some music. Not every single day, obviously, because uh, you know school and work and all that stuff. But yeah, it's been really cool this event that she's organized, getting the community together to con uh, to contribute something to every single day and every unique theme that she put together for all for all the days. And so um, yeah. Um, if you want to do, um, if you want to do uh, that, um, she has every single uh, day's themes pinned to her profile. So if you want to draw something, or you want to make some music, or even do something completely different, uh, you can follow along there or uh, contribute to uh, the fanzine project as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Took the words out of my mouth, brother. Um, and definitely hit her up over on Twitter at Metro Thirty Five and over in the Omega Discord uh, server. We've we've got uh, her, we've got Doom, we've got a lot of other cool people in there. And of course, you've got Dak and I, so make sure that you are joining and heading on over. Um, that is it. That is all. Thank you for joining us today, Doom. We are going to get out of here. Of course, we want you to check us out over on Twitter. I am at Spateri316. Dak is at DakCity underscore. Doom is at, uh, what are you at, Doom? Doominal Cross. There we go. And of course, we are at Omega Metroid Pod. Uh, we want you to head on over to to Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, everywhere. You know the drill. Like and subscribe. Recommend us to that Metroid fan in your life, and leave us a sweet five star review if you think we've earned it. That would really be awesome. And if you leave one, we will read it out on the show. By God, um, until next week, everybody, take care. <laughs>